0: done its
1: part. let Him reign in my life my heart. Love done its part. Now let Him reign in my life my
0: heart. Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We are glad you are listening today, and hope you find words of healing, insight, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings Ministry was founded by Lee and Shay Preston and born out of God's vision for setting captives free. If you would like to support us in the work we do, please visit www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate. Today on Healing Hidden Wounds, Lee is talking with Jonathan Darty, director of Be Broken Ministries. Let's listen in as Lee and Jonathan discuss the ins and outs of recovery from sexual brokenness.
2: name is Jonathan and I'm here with Lee Preston. Hey, Lee, how are you? I'm good, Jonathan. Well, we are going to actually, we decided we kind of needed to continue on this uh, theme from what we had in the last program about our flesh and what we do with it and how how a man who's struggling with same-sex attraction is going to kind of shift gears and and get to a different place in terms of how he interacts with women. So, Lee, why don't you kind of tell us Tell our listeners, uh, kind of catch them up, especially for those who didn't listen to the last broadcast, in terms of where we were and what we talked about, and then where you want to go with this, this broadcast kind of close it out.
1: Okay. Well, uh, really what we were kind of looking at last show, just to kind of bring everybody up to where we are today, is uh, the object of your attraction. And uh, a lot of guys who have same-sex attraction have always uh, uh, felt like, at least say, that they struggled with the object of their uh, attraction being other guys. And we talked a little bit about, okay, maybe in a four- and five-year-old, that may not have been attraction. It may have just been more admiration for guys. And then we began working up to, okay, around adolescence, you got this guy who starts looking at porn, most likely. Or if it's not porn, it's softcore images on TV of guys with their shirts off or, you know, partially dressed guys who they find themselves attracted to things about that guy that they don't have uh if they feel scrawny they're looking at men who have uh more muscular massive bodies if they feel uh somehow that they were slighted in the area of being uh, capable of of being confident then they sometimes look towards to confident men and so uh, as they began looking at those images the image the object of their arousal was always a man you know they would always look to men they never ventured over because mom was really their only female at that point and most of the time, guys who struggle with this already have a, had a pretty close or sometimes even overly close relationship with mom. And so um, they never even thought to look at the other direction and see the, the girl over there. Sometimes they even had some rejection by girls because of their uh, they weren't really real confident with girls even at that young age. And so girls tend to sense that. And so uh, they're the guy who the girl always says, if he, even if he ventured out and says, hey, will you go out with me? They're usually the guys that struggle with the response of, oh, I just want to be friends, mm-hmm. you know, which I don't want to make that just exclusive to guys who struggle with same-sex attraction, because I know right. all guys struggle with that with that response. But anyway, so you got this guy who begins to look at only male images of his uh, in his lust cycle, and then before he knows it, that's all he gets aroused to. And so then we kind of bring everybody up to today where we're going to try to talk to a Uh, What happens now if a guy says, hey, I don't really want to do that anymore. I really do see that God's best is for me to, if he's married, to be fully attracted to my wife. Or if he's not married, I'd I'd like to really be in a female-male relationship someday. And I really want God's best for that relationship. And that was to kind of, first of all, begin to realize what is the object of my uh, arousal. What kind of man do I look at? and start to clean up your filter a little bit, start to pray that God would show you what are the things about that guy I'm just lusting after, what is it that I find attractive about him,
2: what what? And what does it hit in me in terms of where my wounds have been and my brokenness and things like that.
1: Right, exactly what need is being met there by me doing that, Uh, what does it hit in my own brokenness, and then asking him or at least at basically telling asking God to show you how to be thankful for that part of you you know and to, for him to make you more like whatever he intended you to be or for you to be happy with who you are
2: well you know and it's interesting because i've i've often thought you know it's 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 in our greatest weakness and weaknesses and our vulnerabilities that we can find our also our greatest sensitivity to be able to minister to other people you, you know i've often thought you know, I used to think, boy, what a waste those years were that I was involved in sexual addiction and everything. And what I found was actually the sexual addiction was masking my sensitivities, which were actually put there by God to be able to uh, be um, a communicator, be able to express things in a certain way that maybe other people don't see it from that angle. And so a lot of times your greatest strengths, or what I like to call your greatest sensitivities, Are often being masked and covered up by what your addiction is and so when you're talking about guys who struggle with homosexual feelings and same-sex attraction oftentimes that is masking what their greatest sensitivity is in terms of how they're going to be able to best express truth eventually to other people sure it's just being masked and so it's 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 coming out in a in a veered way it's not most definitely
1: and it's, and it's masking the man that God intended that, mm-hmm. that person to be. Yeah. And so, you know, it ended up you, what the guy needs to begin doing is, is you know, okay, he may say, I, I don't like the fact that I'm not as masculine or muscular as what I'm, it's not really masculine, but I'm not really as muscular as I'd want. Or, you know, uh, another example I had was a guy who uh, always felt like he was inadequate in the... In the body hair category, and then he felt like he didn't really get enough. And so he always felt scrawny and and lack, and didn't feel like a man in that area. Well, sometimes what you have to do is, is look at the pride behind that that says, you know what, I'm not as good as as I should. you know, I'm not the man that God should have made me. God made a mistake. He didn't mm-hmm. do something right. And begin praying through those things and asking God to show him. What exactly he can be thankful for in that—that that that's exactly how God made him, and he's perfect in that. So,
2: and now as as this person starts to maybe get get healthier in their thinking regarding themselves and their own brokenness, and 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 sort of devoiding themselves or, or divorcing themselves from the the lust connection that they've always had in their relationships with men, it seems like the first step they have to take after. Um, breaking sort of the lust cycle or the arousal cycle, is first how to maybe have healthy relationships with other men.
1: Sure. Sure. The next step there is, and it's not something we really spoke about last show, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a great place to go today, is, yeah, they need to learn that they too can be a great friend to men.
2: And, and that and men can does, be- and try to Detach it from what they've always associated which is the sexualizing component It it seems like they've the lust connection is what was the rut that they developed in their mind And so one of the first steps they take towards healthy relationships is now How do I have a healthy friendship with another man
1: right? And I think a real key there is just like working with any guy who has a sexual addiction When it's too easy. It's not worth a whole lot and sex Mm -hmm. and lust is very easy Picking somebody up and having sex with them, that's very easy. But maintaining good friendships takes work, it takes cultivating, it takes getting to know that guy. It means putting your heart out there and whether you really can trust that he's going to not, you know, reject it or step all over it, you know. And so really becoming friends in ways that may make you feel uncomfortable, but they're worth it because they're deep. It's like, you know, it's like a weed, a root doesn't grow very, very deep on a weed. But on a good, you know, a good solid tree, you got good, solid roots that dig deep. And that's what your friendships should be.
2: And it also requires setting good boundaries. Healthy friendships have good boundaries. You know, I I think part of the part of the lust connection is we're so self-centered that we expect everything from that person all the time when we want it. Sure. And good friendships say, well, we actually have separate lives. And there are separate responsibilities that we have, and so even setting those healthy boundaries can be difficult, Of course, one of the most fundamental healthy boundaries is going to be the sexual sexual aspect that, sure that that's not an area that you are to go to certainly physically but even in your mind, starting to train your mind to say that's not the truth. The truth of this friendship is not that we are that I'm to be having sexual. Fantasies about this other person. That's a boundary that we have in that friendship
1: exactly and realizing that that is not the way to get close It may have been the way they've always gotten close quickly and without any kind of cultivation of uh, a Friendship I've always thought that was interesting You know in this in this sin a guy can go out and have anonymous sex with another guy but if you sat down at a coffee shop and didn't know him you wouldn't divulge your deepest, darkest secrets to that guy, but yet you'd be intimate in, in a sexual way. Mm-hmm. And so I always thought it was interesting is, okay, now just acknowledge that. I don't really know how to be intimate with the guy except through sex. So now begin your friendships in a way that, okay, my desire is to be intimate, but this thing that I had before is not God's best because it doesn't really ensure true intimacy.
2: And so now that's a big, so so this step, I mean, it's it's one, it's, it's a big step for a guy to start breaking the lust cycle in his mind. It's another really big step for then a guy to start cultivating and developing healthy male relationships. Right. But then there's sort of this vast wasteland that happens later on with a guy that, okay, he's, he's really doing well. And his mind is changing towards the lust cycle. He's developing healthy male relationships. And, and in that sense, he's really taking great strides in growing as a man. But then there's this female component. What happens there in terms of how a guy starts to not only start to think about women but then how to interact with a woman?
1: Well, that's what I call the bungee jump step. I mean, that <laughs> like that's the one that you truly have to jump off the bridge. Right. To get and to. you wonder if you've got the bungee on <laughs> exactly. when you ju- yeah. you're hoping you got it wrapped around <laughs> your legs somewhere. Um and it's different for married versus single guys, but basically the, the, the common thread is, is to begin to look at your female uh, counterpart, whether it be a mari- you're, if you're in a marriage or whether if you're just beginning to think about dating, just looking at females as something more than just buddies or friends or your sister, mm-hmm. and beginning to just kind of walk through that a little bit. Uh, some guys don't realize it, but if you if you get down deep, you usually find a lot of fear and rejection around the, the female. Um, He was always very much accepted, perhaps when it was he was just one of the girls hanging out and doing hair and doing makeup or whatever he does with all these. What these females are just being their buddies. It doesn't have to be on that. He was non-threatening
2: to them, right?
1: But the minute he tried, even in whatever way that might have been, whether he was six years old and asked, you know, little Susie, you know, hey, will you go with me today, you know, or whether he was 13 and asked a girl to the eighth grade, you know, prom. Uh, and she rejected him. There's fear there that says, I don't measure up to the men or the boys who who actually get dates. And so there's usually a lot of fear and rejection there. And so then this guy's, you know, he's kind of backed out of the game altogether because there's that passivity again. It's much easier just to be buddies. And, you know, the the mystery of the female seems to have been solved, but it's really not.
2: And a lot of times, then out of that rejection, mom would be the one to comfort him, or say, sure. or even tell him, "You don't need those girls," and you just kind of, you know, dote on him. And it, that was kind of his safe place. So, so, you know, mom was really the the connection. Dad may not have been a safe figure for him to share any of these feelings with. Sure, you know, and sure. so again, it's that disconnect. That disconnect from from being able to have healthy masculine relationships versus i can be safe and comfortable in mom's arms and in her care.
1: Exactly. And then that's a great way to put it. And then therefore i need to be safe and comfortable in every female's arms. And mm-hmm. guess what? That's not reality.
2: Not in a not in a healthy male female relationship. Exactly. There's going to be some friction, there's going to be some conflict, there's going to be some some ideas that have to be worked through, you know. And and
1: and females
2: are not meant to be
1: all the time doting and comforting to their husbands. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's the role of the husband is to be doting and comforting to his wife. He is the head of the household, he is her covering, so she will need his comfort at times. Whereas this guy's always been raised to think, well, Mommy's always doted on me. I guess my wife will as well, and she'll comfort me when I'm upset and all those sorts of things, and that doesn't always happen.
2: And so then what is kind of a typical response of a guy that maybe gets sort of to this stage in his development and his recovery to then be challenged to say, okay, the next step is taking that step off the cliff and beginning to see and interact with a woman in a brand new way. What, what typically is the response of a guy when that is offered?
1: Well, well, most married guys are thinking, you know, hey, I've already resigned myself to the fact that my sex life or my attraction to my wife's not going to be the same as it was with guys in my old life. And so I'm resigned to just be her a roommate a pal. or her partner or, yeah, we'll have sex occasionally. Yeah, we'll be close, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not willing to take it to the next level of, of desiring her because I don't know how to get there. Most single guys are saying, "Don't even ask me. I'll just be single. I'll just be set apart. I I won't act out physically with men, but I won't also act out anyway with women as well. I'm not even." So it seems there.
2: extremely threatening to these guys. It seems because they've they've maybe resigned to the idea that it's impossible.
1: I think they've resigned to the idea that it's impossible. They've never felt it. It's like uh, it's like telling you know a a. a You or I, you know, that, hey, now it's time for you to live underwater and start breathing in water. You know, Mm -hmm. I know that sounds a little far-fetched, but it's almost this thing of, wait a minute, you're asking me to do something I've never known how to do before Mm -hmm. or never thought I could. And that's Satan's big lie. You can't. You can't do it. It'll never be the same. And that's just not truth. That's not God's best. God's best is, is that he intended for you. Uh, I'm not saying he intended for everybody to get married, but if you are married or if you think he's got you heading down that road to marriage, he do, he intends for you to desire your wife.
2: Well, and don't you think part of this too is that there's just there's been such confusion surrounding everything regarding sexuality in this man that it might not be so much that he's never had a twinge of desire for a woman or never fe- had sure. that, but it's been so covered over for so long by the lust for men that it seems so foreign to think that the, he could have a desire for a woman. Right, exactly, and not only was it
1: covered up, but then it was, oh, is that a twinge for attraction, or is that just that I love going with this girl to the mall because I love hanging out with her, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or I would never do that because that's just not who I am. All those, you're absolutely right.
2: And I think also, isn't it, I think it's important also to let let these guys know because part of their fear is saying, it could never be the same. I could never be attracted to a woman the way I've been attracted to a man. And my response would be, absolutely, that's great.
1: Right. You're not you supposed to You don't want it to be. to be the same. Right.
2: Because the attraction you had to men was based in lust and lies. Right. And so the, the attraction, the desire you're to have for a woman is to be based on truth and trust.
1: Exactly, and this is where some people may freak out a little bit. But I think that guys at this stage should begin to appreciate female beauty, mm-hmm. because, and I'm not saying that you know if we don't were talking, go look
2: at heterosexual porn. And, that's right. I'm not <laughs> saying
1: don't go lust after Playboy magazines or pick up some sort of porn. I'm saying truly begin to when you when you see when you feel yourself trying to go back to the old filter that says catch the guy in the room that you would find yourself most attracted to. Begin to just look around the room and appreciate female beauty. I'm not talking about appreciating the female that's over there in this, you know, evening gown, and you're thinking, "Wow, what a what a beautiful dress that is." Because unfortunately, a lot of gay men have been, you know, socialized to only look at how someone's dressed or the beauty of who they are outwardly. I'm saying, look at how beautiful women can be.
0: Mm-hmm. And just
1: appreciate their beauty, um, and and that's not lusting, but it's beginning to appreciate beauty. It's not appreciating what a great friend they might be, or any of those sorts of things, because that's exactly where you've been. What you want to do is look at their beauty, not their perfection. Um, you know, I had one guy who said, "Oh yeah, I noticed I'm starting to notice girls. You know, I'm noticing, man, the girls who have you know do their makeup perfectly or their hair is always exactly the way I would want it." and I'm saying don't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying just appreciate their beauty. And I don't know how to keep reemphasizing that except just to keep saying don't lust but just appreciate them for who they are.
2: Yeah, it's the idea of it's the idea of saying there's there's more to a woman than her appearance. There's more to a woman than how she kind of puts herself together, makeup and clothes and all that. Sure. There's you're saying appreciate the female in all of her essence and really begin to see that that's a that's a beautiful that's a beautiful person that God has made and and I think it's interesting because even as even as I've come through my recovery and been you know been working for so many years this is something that for every man who's had sexual brokenness has to learn how to do sure because um, you know for, for me, I've spent so many years seeing women as objects, as, as a consumer product, so to speak. Right. And that's really what pornography promotes, is women, uh, the, the body is nothing more than a, uh, a product to be consumed. Sure. And it, it, it just strips a person of their emotion, of their spirit, of their soul, of who they are. And right. I think to start to be able to, to get out in the community and, and in your social events and just in your interactions with maybe large groups of people... You know, I'll I'll sit in a in a church event, and I'll look around and I'll just go, wow, there are so many people, and, and just look at everyone, men and women alike, and just right. go, such amazing creativity that God has had. And as I look at the women, I'll go, they all look different, right? And yet they're all beautiful, right? Because they're made uniquely. They have they have unique histories, they have unique hurts, they have unique joys and dreams and and when you start seeing a woman that way, I think for a guy who struggled with same sex attraction, he can start to appreciate the differences. Cause I think probably for a lot of lot of years, as a as a man who struggles with same sex attraction, he's had probably plenty of interactions with women where he's probably said, We're the same. Right. And try to see that the similarities between what they like and dislike and how they dress and I mean just to see the similarities in how they might think. Right. And for him to now start to appreciate the differences in who they are. Most definitely. That can make a huge impact on how he starts to maybe appreciate and desire a woman differently than he has desired a man.
1: And to put that into physical practice, that means, okay, guys, from here on out, if your best friend Susie invites you out for a, a dinner, you can't do that anymore. Because you can't go out as just friends anymore with women. Mm-hmm. And I know that's going to be feel weird. You can't just go hang out with your best friends and all of her girlfriends uh, on a Friday night just to hang out with all your friends because that's not really learning anything new. That's being exactly the way you were. Your friendships need to be made with with men. Your relationships need to be made with women. And you've got to press into that because if you hang out with just all your best friends and you look around and you're the only guy at the table and there's five women sitting around you, you're not in the right place. Mm-hmm. So it's just And that's
2: gonna be hard. That's gonna be a challenge. It, it's for a, a lot huge guys. challenge
1: because most of the time Because guys, that's their safe place. Exactly. And it's kinda of like the guys I've worked with, including myself at one point. You know you know, you'd go to a, a dinner for eight at church or a dinner party and you'd look up and you were back in the kitchen with, you know, seven of the of the wives and all the guys were hanging out in front of the T V. It is a hard adventure because you think, man, I don't want to go out there because I don't know anything about that or I don't even know them or I don't even feel comfortable around them. Right. But you have to start pressing into that. When you look up and you find yourself sitting around with all your female friends, that's, you're in the wrong place.
2: So then how would you, how would you encourage these guys as they start to, to go in that, in that direction? <clears throat> what are the biggest pitfalls and obstacles that they're going to face as they start to try to see women differently?
1: Fear is the biggest pitfall fear of rejection and fear that you're not going to do it quite right quite right because the bottom line there is is you know as far as i in my opinion every guy that i've ever worked with who has uh sexual addiction also struggles with perfectionism Mm -hmm. he wants to be perfect on the outside but yet he knows he's not perfect on the inside and so he has to do everything perfectly otherwise he just chooses not to do it and so you got that same thing going on here except now here's a guy who's always been told He's better as a woman than as a man. He can hang out with women better than he can men. He can have sex with men better than he can women. And now he's having to rearrange all that thinking. And guess what? You might fail. And guess what? You might go up to a woman and, and ask her to dance because you you really are trying. And she may say, no. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't want to. But don't give up because that's going to be your first, uh, your first inclination is to say, okay, I'm done with that. See, I knew I couldn't do it. But you know when you get to know heterosexual men who've been in the dating world for a long time and, you know i haven't heard a single one out there that has absolute success every time they ask a girl right. out on a date and so and if he
2: if he says that he's lying that's right you know <laughs> that's right
1: and so guys need to acknowledge that you're not going to be successful every time
2: and now for and for the married men they have to start they kind of have to start fresh too in terms of learning how to date their wife and exactly. learning how to so it's not in that sense, it's not all that dissimilar. The difference is, is you know, the married guy, he's he's already got his date chosen for him, you sure. know, so which makes it a little
1: easier. It actually does because yeah. when he comes home at the end of the night, you know, one of his homework assignments is is get to know your wife, get to know your wife's body, even, mm-hmm. you know, get to know enjoy just her body. Don't go straight to sex because that can be sometimes performance, but enjoy her body, enjoy looking at her body. Ask her about her body, you know, enjoy dates with her. And I don't mean dates where you go to Lowe's and walk around up and down the, the, you know, the home improvement aisle or the uh, and I don't mean the the hammers and the nails. I mean, you know, the carpet and the and the uh, the wait uh, a second, you're
2: pressing on where my life is right now. Okay, so. (laughs) Well,
1: I mean, like for these guys, usually it was out shopping for furniture. It was looking for clothing for her and all that kind of stuff. I mean, take her dancing or take her to places where you can actually date her. Take her on a movie and don't just sit there and enjoy the movie, but enjoy her for a little
2: while. Bring her to San Antonio and take her to the Riverwalk. That's and right. And just have a nice
1: evening. Yeah. That's right. It's not about doing fun things all the time. Just sometimes just have a date where mm-hmm. you can enjoy each other. Um It's just about adventure with her now and asking her, who are you and how do I get to know you better?
2: And it seems to me like what ultimately these guys will discover is not only are they able to have a healthy relationship with a woman, but that it will actually meet the needs in them that they've been looking for for a long time.
1: For a long time, especially in their wives, because I really want to add this because I really feel strongly about it. Experiment with your wife, sexually even. Allow her to know that you're interested in knowing more about her. Because that's usually the thing that guys don't do mm-hmm. is they think, oh, this is all I know. now that I know this, I can't do anything else. I can't, I, you know, I can't kiss her. Or I can't kiss the back of her neck because she might freak out. Or, It's not about being perfect. It's just about being a husband to her and allowing your strength now to support her rather than her being a co-partner.
2: Well, folks, we're out of time. We are
0: glad you joined us today and we hope that God had a special word just for you. Remember that Healing Hidden Wounds and Shadow of His Wings Ministry are listener supported and all services are provided on a donation basis. If you heard something today that was especially important to you, we hope you will consider donating a gift. Please visit www.healinghiddenwounds.com to donate today.
1: My life and my heart
2: Your love has done its part Let him lay